Oh, hour number two on a Friday, and now we're getting to the bottom of that comment. I'll get to that in a second. It's Chad and Zay on a Friday, getting ready for all the Sweet 16 action. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. One of our texters now adds on, the one that thinks Giselle is not a 10, sent us a side-by-side picture of Giselle and Tom Brady and says, that is not a 10, and I need some meat on my girl. Right, Zay? Yes, sir. Wow. That's your problem with Giselle, huh? She needs to gain weight? Okay. I would like to see Giselle with a little weight on her bones. That'd be real nice. I've always thought, now that you have to do this in a, in a healthy way, but I've always thought, wouldn't it be cool if I was, either way, male or female, if I was like some international level model like that, and I'd spent so much time having to watch my weight, watch every little detail of it, and then I met someone and they figured out a normal, nice way to tell me, by the way, let yourself go. I'm going to love you forever. <laughs> like, I would think there's got to be some comfort to that, right? Honey, have the cheesecake. Please. Yeah. It's the best cheesecake I've ever had. Please order a piece of it. I will love you forever. Oh, yeah. I was getting on Bucky this morning because him, me, and Ty, they always roast my girl Lizzo. I love me some Lizzo. Love me some Lizzo. Yeah. Lizzo, sexy. <laughs> sexy. Yeah, me on the bones. I'm with you. I'm out. I'm about that. Giselle, she had a little meal on the bones. I dig that. But yeah, everybody has their own preference. It's all right. Okay. Um, the text line is fired up today for a lot of reasons. Specs text line 337-3776. Somebody answered our question that Dan Hurley played at Seton Hall. That makes sense. There we go. Well, Seton Hall. Jersey guy. There we go. Thank you to multiple listeners who uh, figured that out. Someone said, Tom is the divorce goat. <laughs> Tom Brady, maybe two different kinds of goats. For real. The goat in the NFL, but then also, is he the goat of divorces? Yeah. Now I'm realizing he's 0 for 2. The greatest of all time, 0 for 2. Now, to be fair, I don't know if he and Moynihan married. Okay. We'd have to check that out. They have the child okay, together. Okay, so they just have the baby mom. I think it's just Giselle he married. Okay, Tom, keeping it gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it gangster. Yeah, just the baby moms, no ring. Just uh, out here wilding in the streets. That's what I'm talking about. That is, a, I think that is true. But yes, and appa- she got her own. Apparently, Tom like Brady she, it, goats it, all of it. Yeah, she an uh, actress and stuff, so she got her own. You ain't got to worry about the child support and none. Yeah, Tom doing it right. Someone says I 100% agree with Zay. I think that might have been on the Lizzo comment. Someone oh. else says Zay thinks Lizzo is a ten. I don't trust him on the subject. Now I don't think you. I don't know if you said she was a ten. Yeah, I say that. You I said, said she's that, sexy. She, she's yeah, she's sexy. Uh-huh. A lot of different that kind, range. I've seen five. There's sexy. a lot of different kind of sexy out there. Someone else says I agree with the other texter. Giselle is not all that. She's attractive, no doubt, but not the end uh, of all good-looking women. Well, there is no end of all good-looking women. Don't be silly. I'm not saying she's the greatest looking woman on earth. I'm saying she's an international model and apparently is going to pull off or try to pull off the one of the most normal, average, uh, you know, what, celebrity divorces we've ever we seen. We saw Giselle belly rolling in the crop top. Come on, yo, now. y'all! I don't think they've seen that video. Yeah, go watch. The go Gis- watch that video. Recent, it Giselle was recent Giselle, which. She looked way too happy after the divorce in that moment. Like she looked happy as hell. That's I know that hurts Thomas a little bit. The thing I like about Giselle is there are to me there are probably international models that are a prepped 10. When they get completely prepped, they are an absolute 10. There might be days where you'd see them out and about where you might not say they were a 10. To me, Giselle is that everyday 10. 
She's an everyday, good-looking, you know, 10, you call it a 9, call it whatever you want. I don't think Giselle could be bad-looking. Yeah, this is like wake up in the morning, morning breath at all, no makeup, right. still a baddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look, still looks incredible to me. But, hey, to each his own. I understand that. Um, so I didn't realize we were going to get into a Giselle's not as hot as people think discussion today. But, hey, you never know. Uh, says, don't get me wrong, Giselle's beautiful, but I prefer – oh, here, now we're getting into the discussion. Let's get it. I prefer – Candace Swainpool. Candace Swainpool's a hottie. I mean, come on. If, if you haven't, if you don't know who that is, go ahead and do a Google search. So maybe we'll end up in that conversation today. But a lot of basketball to get into, some football as well. In fact, uh, before we get to some uh, some more basketball talk, let's get these NFL notes out because the latest Lamar Jackson story to me today is just bizarre. Uh, I don't like this for Lamar. We've talked about how him not having an agent could be hurting him in certain situations. Because when you have an agent, the agent can go talk to teams and other agents. But Lamar can't do that because he's a player. So this is now a new story, though, in the league. The league has sent out a memo to all 32 teams that you have to talk to Lamar Jackson. You are not allowed to talk to a guy named Ken Francis, which which sounds like a name Joey Tribbiani would make up for himself on Friends. Uh, Ken Francis is not his agent. Ken Francis is a friend of his. They're in business together on some kind of a kind of a health or fitness thing, weightlifting deal or whatever. Yeah, I think they've opened like a weightlifting. What did I see? Like facility, a, a travel weightlifting or some kind of thing yeah, like yeah, that. Something, yeah. yeah, something in the in that world, which is cool. But then something happened where I guess Ken Francis was assumed to be talking to some teams. Now, Ken Francis denies it. Lamar Jackson put out a, something on social media saying he never tried to negotiate anything. What are y'all saying? Quit lying and all that. Hopefully this is just nothing, Zay, but it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't shed the right light on Lamar Jackson. It, it doesn't look like, that makes it look like you might not be completely buttoned up, It that you don't have every all the, you know, the T's crossed and I's dotted and everything figured out. I hope that's not the case. Well, to these GMs and owners, you not having an agent already shows to them that you're not buttoned up. So whatever you say, this isn't how normally people go about things in the NFL, especially for superstar-level quarterbacks like him. And we've been talking about it for a long time, about him getting slighted because he's on his own. And Mm -hmm. who do you go and talk to? You talk to his uncle, Uncle Leroy? Talk to moms, his auntie? Like, who do you really talk to? Yeah. Because I keep reading that if it's not him, his mom is somehow a part of it. Yeah, like, that's just... And, and by the way, that wouldn't be the worst thing if she was an actual agent. Right. She ain't certified or nothing. And that's the thing with this guy, by the way, if I didn't say that. This Ken Francis dude, he is not certified by the PA. So that's why they're saying, hey, only people that are certified are allowed to be an agent. And he doesn't have one of those, so it's him. Yeah. You have to go to Lamar. There's already a bias with your agent. Think about the bias with your mom's trying to get you money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And think about the mom's. Mom's is out here on some mom logic stuff like y'all gave this pig to Sean Watson right. all this money? This pig yeah. to Sean Watson? Look at my boy. My baby would never do my that. My baby would never. I didn't teach him that way. My he baby would, knows how to get a massage the right way. He knows better. He knows I smacked him out of him he if said, he did anything like that. He's a good boy. He's a good Christian give him, boy. Give him some money. Exactly. <laughs> and these guys are like, look, lady, 
the Browns are effing stupid. <laughs> we don't know. We don't. I don't know. I wish that the Browns aren't a normal organization. And I also think the fact that it's in that division too just makes the salt go on the wound a oh, little right. sooner. It's a little. Yeah. It just makes. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit closer because right. now Moms is like, oh, the Browns ain't nothing. We yeah. always beat them and. And because it is that, because he faces him twice a year, yeah, there's just got a little extra. There, there's so much, yeah. and I hate that for Lamar Jackson. I wish that he could get a deal done. At is he gonna play on this tag? We don't know. It seems like he'd be that type of guy. To maybe not because he did. He didn't have to play this last year when they didn't sign him, which he wanted money this past year. But he ended up playing, and he got hurt. Literally, right. the worst thing that could happen. For somebody that did what he did. So it's, you feel for him, but also he has to understand this ain't the way the game's played. And if he wants to get what he wants, and he might have to go more traditional and hire somebody that that could negotiate this in the right way. Yeah, I hope he does, since that's kind of the way they they do business here. But we'll see. Hopefully that story does not get in the way too much. Um, Also this week, as we've been talking a lot of basketball, the last two days, yesterday was Bryce Young's throwing uh, throwing day, pro day at Bama. The day before that was C.J. Stroud uh, in Columbus. And Zay, great news for Panthers fans and Texans fans. Both of them looked really good. Maybe they weren't absolutely perfect, but both of them showed up like they needed to, and it looks like they're pretty much locked in at one and two yeah that's what we've expected all year long the big question for the quarterbacks that are supposed to go in the first round is Anthony Richardson and Will Levis who's having this pro day earlier or as we speak up there in Kentucky so yeah I'm not surprised about Bryce Young or CJ Stroud I thought Bryce Young yesterday 44 for 50 and guys were dropping balls on a couple of those you mm-hmm. know incompletions and stuff and you know, how do you not like both of those guys? They got good head on their shoulders. They're winners. You saw what C.J. Stroud did against Georgia. You saw what Bryce Young did against Georgia last season, winning the Heisman Trophy just with Bryce Young. Is his height going to be a factor? Is him being durable, is that going to be an issue for the long haul? Because guys his size, Kyler Murray, with the way Kyler Murray plays, who knows how many years he has left? Does Bryce Young play like that? No, but it only takes that one hit, Chad. Yeah, nobody quite plays like Kyler, but it's a great point. And thankfully for Young, he weighed in at over 200. Yes. Because the fear was he was going to be 1-9-something. That's light. 190-something is not what you're looking to draft as a quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I was glad to see that both of those guys look good, and it would appear that I've seen mock, the latest mock drafts that we're looking at have Carolina going with Stroud, actually. And then the Texans ending up with Young. I've seen one do that. Okay. We've seen, I've seen them both ways, though. I've seen them, you know, both both situations. Carolina, by the way, adds another receiver today. DJ Chark, LSU guy. Remember that name? DJ Chark, one-year deal. So Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are in Carolina waiting for a quarterback to be drafted. DJ Moore just got sent to Chicago so they could move and, and get up there. Uh, that's interesting to look at. And then, Zay, back to Lamar Jackson for a second. If I'm Lamar Jackson and I read today that the Baltimore Ravens have reached a one-year deal with Nelson Aguilar. Ba-bam! 
You've been saying they need to show him with a badass receiver. There he is, Zay. Nelson Aguilar, USC product. Come on. Nelson Aguilar is a solid two if you have a really, really good one. Damn, so close. And a good tight end, too, which they have. They have Mark Andrews. They have a really good tight end. They do have that. Elite tight end. Yeah. But dropping babies like Aguilar – he don't push the needle for nobody. Yeah, there is a little wong wong to that name. Nothing against Nelson. I'm, I agree with you. I think in the right situation, Aguilar's a really effective two. But he's not that absolute one. Can they ever put an absolute one out there with Lamar? Would Hollywood have been one of those guys? Was no. Because he, he's trying no, to they, get there. They want Hollywood Brown to be a one. He ain't. It just hadn't, yeah. They want to try to make him like a Tyreek Hill or somebody quick twitch. He's not that. And Hollywood is in Arizona now, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Nelson Aguilar is headed to Baltimore. So one year, $3.25 million on the deal. How about this? Entering today, the Ravens and Jaguars were the only remaining teams that had yet to sign a free agent from another team. Just those two. <laughs> Jacksonville and Baltimore. The Jags are going to be cold next year. I it all depends on Trevor Lawrence, like all other thirty-two teams in the league. It depends on your quarterback. But yeah. add in Calvin Ridley, like we forgot about his gambling ass. Yeah, he's obviously clean now. He said that he did his time back and, with some forgiveness. Yeah, maybe forgiveness. He ain't going to Vegas anytime soon. So <laughs> yeah, he'll be locked in down there in Duval. They still got Zay Jones. You know, they still got Christian Kirk. We know they lost their wide receivers coach for obvious reasons. He's down here at the 40 Acres. And uh-huh. I don't know if they replaced him yet or who they replaced him with. But you have to look that up. They got one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league. Got Travis Etienne there in the backfield. Pretty decent defense. Look for them to make some serious noise in the league next year. A team that made the playoffs. That's a good point. Uh, so we thought we'd get some NFL notes in there. Obviously, football never dies for us. We are only 34 days till the draft, 34 days away from Stroud and Young. How far does Jalen Carter fall? How much does Will Anderson take advantage of Jalen Carter's fall? Nolan Smith, all those guys. Where's Bijan getting drafted? Is somebody going up? I heard Rod say something interesting the other day. He thinks a team will have to move to get Bijan Robinson. He thinks whoever drafts him, it's not going to be their spot. Somebody's going to move to get him. So we'll just have to look at how soon could that be? How impressed is one team with him? Um, Most would think it's not going to be like Philly at 10, but how soon after that? Might somebody get a little nervous and say, oh, you know what, we we got to go. We, we got to go up and get him. So that's uh, obviously going to be something to watch. Texans fans, you get 2-12. and 12, And, of course, Cowboys fans, you know where you are. You're at 26 what will the Cowboys be looking at by the time they get there? And who are they going to draft? And they're gonna are they gonna leave would they possibly need leave a name like B. John Robinson to the side? Would they stare at a name like Darnell Washington and keep moving? You and I don't want them to do that. Me specifically, because I would love for them to draft Darnell Washington if he's there. Cause I think tight end is something they ought to be thinking about. But we'll see. Thirty four days till the draft. Yeah, I mean, Hendershot and Ferguson, they're solid, but you got to replace Dalton Schultz. He's off to Houston for that $9 million that he's getting. You know that chemistry that him and Dak Prescott had. Will Darnell Washington even be available? Right, is he there? And like is, what he did in Indianapolis. I know. Somebody might take a chance on him. With all these good tight ends. And 
if he's gone, that's fine. There's still going to be tight ends available. I mean, oh boy, from Northwestern that we saw Mel Kiper Jr.'s mock draft for the Cowboys. He's going to be around, and he showed out he was in a Indianapolis. Yeah. So I'm pretty yeah. sure he'll be around, too. Uh, and I think the Cowboys could use another guy with Demarcus Lawrence being in his 30s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them getting another edge guy, edge. defensive line player. But I agree with Rod. I could see a team moving up to get B. John Robinson. He's yep. that special. We will see. Yeah, probably won't be as high as a Saquon Barkley, but I don't know that it will be 26 either. I think it may end up being somewhere between those two things where B. John Robinson goes off the board. Uh, so a lot of football obviously going on, but the big focus today, it's about basketball. Texas and Xavier tonight, the late night tip. We will continue to talk about that. Also up next, we'll get you a little bit of a flex segment. An area coach gets a big award and we got visits and offers to talk about Yesterday we talked about Blake Frazier visiting Texas. Got another local guy visiting a couple places this weekend. We'll get you updated there, and uh, we'll tell you where you can go see all of that information, plus some more good freaky videos and pictures that people have been putting on Flex. We do love that. Hope you're having a good Friday. Uh, It is uh, Sweet 16 time. Kansas State stays alive along with three other teams last night, Houston and Texas, trying to do the same thing tonight, and we're talking about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. through a Friday. Would this be the birthday girl from yesterday, Shaka Khan? That's right. There we go. Shaka Khan to go with Judas Priest and Mountain. It's a good uh, it's a good festival we're putting together on a Friday. Hope you're having a good one. A lot of great texts coming in about all kinds of subjects. The Giselle Bunchen conversation continues. Some of our texters prefer Moynihan. Some of our texters prefer Candace Swainpool. Some prefer what was the other one? can't remember, but I just had a... No, I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, no, no, it was Moynihan I was thinking of. All right, so uh, we've had that. The Giselle's not as attractive was weird. I never... Never thought we would have that conversation, but hey, you never know. That's what's great about the text line. Specs text Yo. line, whatever you want to get into, 337-3776. Or if you want to talk Texas and Xavier and your excitement level, because we got a lot of people freaking out with the nerves. Zay is extremely nervous about the Sweet 16. Longhorn fans trying to process 15 years of feelings here. This is not like you've been there three out of the last four or anything. 15 years will cause some nerves. It's understandable. Yeah, because the coach for Tennessee and the coach for Marquette got a little stale during the end of one of those coaches' careers here and the whole time for the other coach. (laughs) The whole time it was stale. I mean, if you like winning NIT championships, then cool. We had Brandon Lang betting on NIT games and stuff, so clearly people care about it. That was disturbing when he mentioned that yesterday. I I was tough, B-Lang. We went right right past it. I just let him go. (laughs) I had to just 
let him go. I, I couldn't believe he said that. Like, yeah, we did Utah, whatever, and feeling good about that. I was like, yo, we ain't trying to talk no NITB. Like, oh, no. We love you, but we, we ain't, ain't nobody watching that. We cannot My do that. My pops hit me up the other day. He's watching this North Texas, Oklahoma State. Game. Hell no, TT. No. no. Hell no, I ain't watch that. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm locked in on some serious, high-quality basketball. I know Oklahoma State should have made it, but – I ain't trying to watch them. When it was my job and the Longhorns were in that NIT that they eventually won, I watched those games. The years that A&M's been in the NIT because they're my team, I've watched it. Otherwise, no. It's brutal. No, I will not watch that. All right, uh, a lot of good texts coming in. Our man Tom McKay over at AV Consultation says, I prefer my wife. At least I have a chance. There you go. There you you go. Good attitude. That's a good attitude there. We are all married to the most beautiful woman in the world, of course. Good call, Tom. All right, uh, we'll get back to some basketball conversation. First, though, let's get you a little bit of a flex segment here. We'll give an area coach some love and uh, some more visits and offers to remind you of. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, great coaches usually don't want to be mentioned. They want you to talk about the kids and the programs and all that, but occasionally we need to give the coaches some love too. So the UIL has put out uh, their Sponsor Excellence Awards for the 2022 run, and maybe this is stretching the flex area just a little bit, but hey, we've done it with... Harge's Colleen Ellison Eagles. So we'll do it yeah, with the folks in Soleil. We talked about Carthage this week. We did mention Carthage because of the great base running out there in, in East Texas. We'll go find the great high school stuff if it's out there. Let's give a coach in Salado a little bit of love because Corey Baird got one of these awards, the Excellence Awards. She's been coaching high school athletics for 24 years, last eight of them as the head cross-country coach over in Salado. She's led her teams to three appearances in the state meet, finishing as high as sixth in 2021, also coached one of her runners to the 2019 for a girls individual title. Salado has captured four straight district titles in her time, uh, and she has also led the Eagles track and field team the past four years. So shout out to Coach Baird and uh, the folks there in Salado for getting it done and getting some love from the UIL. Yeah, very absolutely. Cool. That's big time. Love Salado. Yeah, very cool. It's always it's a good place. One of my one of my best friends in high school moved there from Salado. So every time I drive through, I always uh, I always think of him. It is a cool little community there. I so, used to talk to this country chick that was from Salado. Is that right? Yeah. Then she realized I wasn't country enough. Not country enough. Yeah. What was the moment you realized that? Um, when well, when do you think I went she to an that? event with her, and I think she was expecting boots, and I was wearing Air Forces. Ah, uh, it was a shoe thing. Yeah, it was yeah. a shoe thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They say you can tell a lot about somebody from their shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. In this case, Country Girl was thinking, I don't see boots. Okay. I mean, she didn't have a gap tooth. Like, the way you sound, you sound like gonna, she got a gap tooth and a toothpick. We're going to scratch him off the list. She does have a little low voice in my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> I turned her into like Wilford Brimley there. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I'm not talking to no Wilford Brimley. Terribly voice sorry. Chick. Terribly sorry. A uh, couple of uh, things to keep up here on some of uh, the flex athletes in the area. Our man Jake Helms, the talented long snapper from Westlake, class of 24 guy. Uh, um, and I believe he was the all flex 
long snapper, if I'm not mistaken. He's gotten an offer from Air Force. Congrats to him for that. We've been telling you about Adrian Wilson, the uh, the talented receiver over there at Weiss. He is going to be at SMU this weekend on a visit. Nice. So congrats there uh, to Adrian for that trip, and uh, SMU will get a look at his talent. Fatou Makuba, he's a busy man. We told you yesterday he was going to go to Oklahoma State this weekend. He went to Kansas State either yesterday or today. So he's visited Kansas State now and Oklahoma State, and we'll see what the how the offer list changes for him. Also, if you like a good freaky video or picture, Flex retweeted this one from Adrian Wilson. If you want to follow the talented Weiss receiver, he's at Adrian Wilson on Twitter, but that O in Wilson is the 8 that uh, I'm assuming is the number he wears. He high-jumped six feet at a track meet, and Zay, he did it old school. He didn't even do the Fosbury flop, go back first over the bar. He just jumped the bar. They they don't have video, but they do have pictures. Like he's jumping the fence. Even the pictures are freaky. That's crazy. Well done, Adrian. Well done. Yeah, Con- you got to have so much bounce and confidence to do that. Oh, my God. Continue to send those pictures and videos of all that kind of stuff. Track and field stuff, the weightlifting, people you know, working out, huddle videos, obviously, um, for those trying to get that football attention, at FLXATX on your social media. We do the flex segment every day about 1.30. All right, Zay, you've talked about your nerves today for Texas, but you also broke the game down earlier on in the show. Let me ask you this. Give me, let's say, five minutes. In, first media timeout. Let's let's start with the basics. First media timeout, if your nerves turn negative, if it turns into what you think you could see on the bad side, what will they be dealing with at that first timeout? What will, uh, what will Rodney Terry need to deal with if you're feeling those negative nerves after the first timeout? Um, that would probably mean Xavier's playing Texas straight up. So when Texas tries to feed Dylan DeSue down low, nobody's helping. They're playing their man. They're allowing Jack Nunji, which I think that's probably going to be the matchup to play Dylan DeSue straight up. No help side, no double teams. And Dylan DeSue struggles to score. Because this is somebody seven feet. This is he's not the most athletic guy, but he'll block a shot every now and then against Kennesaw State. He had the game winning block. So he's capable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if things go bad, then I'm seeing that. And it's a long game. There's so many things that could change. We saw Penn State go on that 10-0 run, and then Coach Terry calls the timeout and Texas goes on the run to win the game. So so much could happen. Last night we saw Gonzaga. They were down by 12 at one point, you know, and Tennessee, they were up by nine against FAU. So I don't want to get too high, don't want to get too low, but Texas should be able to score on these guys. They should. They should be able to attack Kunkel and Boom mm-hmm. and Hunter, Kobe Jones. He's a good defender, but – Tyrese Hunter has to be really aggressive off the dribble, getting to the lane, making plays for others. That's why I compared, you know, when you watch Marquise Noel last night, he was on the attack nonstop. Yes, he was. And you don't have to necessarily look for your shot, but when you get to the lane, they have to think you're going to score. And if you get a couple of layups, that'll open up everything for everybody Brock Cunningham coming in the game. When Brock starts hitting threes, that changes this team and their confidence. It makes them a lot harder to guard because nobody's paying attention to Brock. That's a we live moment. 
If you're Sean Miller and Brock Cunningham shoots a three, even though he shoots 42%, we'll live, you know, because that means Texas isn't doing what they really want to do, and that's get the ball, Marcus Carr, Serge Barry Rice, Dylan D'Souza's hands, Timmy Allens. You're in, you know, guys at the end of the list, you know, down the bench, even though Brock Cunningham is that glue guy for the horns, he's not that scorer. So what word are you going to live with for both teams? Are you going to live with Jack Nungy? getting the ball in the post and scoring a couple of times because Texas is going to have to play straight up. They have to. Xavier's just way too good at shooting from the outside to help. You cannot help on Kobe Jones. You cannot help on Sule Boom. And you cannot help on Adam Kunkel. So Dylan DeSue, Christian Bishop, whoever has that matchup with Jack Nungy tonight, they're going to have their work cut out for them. But you're going to have to live with a couple of buckets. I'm okay with Jack Nungy getting around 16 points tonight. I'm not okay with Adam Kunkel getting 16 or Soleil Boom getting 20-something. Hmm. I'm not okay. good with that. If Kunkel starts hitting threes, look out. Texas is in trouble. But this team, they'll be ready tonight. What if Nunji gets 36 and 13? You comfortable with uh, that? Not at all. Talk about Drew Timmy for a second, man. Gonzago gets the win. They come back on UCLA 36 and 13 from Timmy. What did he show you last night? That was impressive. It was impressive. I mean, he – we don't know if he'll win a ring this year, but he's up there with the Christian Leitners and the Tyler Hansboroughs. And mm. the difference between those two guys and Timmy, those guys have rings with Duke and North Carolina. But he has that same, like, hatred. Nobody likes him unless you're a Gonzaga fan. Right. He has an old-school way of playing. And now, Chad, he got better in the offseason. Like when the Horns saw him last year when they went to Spokane and he gave the Horns like 35, and that was one of the – I was so mad at Chris Beard after that for not doubling him because you got to live. you got to live with what they got going on outside. And that team was better last year with number two overall pick, Chuck Holmgren. Yep. They were better than they were this year, which this is one of Mark Few's you know, best coaching performances. But we said them being a number three seed and not one or two, they don't have all the expectations. They were tied in the WCC with St. Mary's for, you know, the conference championship. So they didn't have the same expectations. And Drew Timmy, this offseason, he's worked on his ball handling. So he'll get the ball off the boards and he'll push it himself. And that's tough to guard. When he's at the top of the key, you can't double nobody at the top of the key. That's nuts. People could see the whole court and stuff. It's easier to double him when he's on the bo- on the block and has his back turned to the basket. And they didn't do it in the second half, which they should have. Mm-hmm. Mick Cronin's probably kicking himself in the butt. There were times where Drew Timmy was holding the ball for like 10 seconds, it seemed like. And then he'd make his quick move. And it was busting by guys, yeah. yeah. And guys started to get hot by then, like Strader. That was a huge shot by him, the little Villanova play that they ran to win the national championship for Jay Wright. Good call by Mark Few there. I thought Smith was really good off the bench, but... Man, Drew Timmy, when he's dribbling up the court and putting it between his legs and then backing you down and quick spinning and shooting those floaters and hit a big three early in the game, which kind of, you know, expanded everything for Gonzaga. When he hit that three, now UCLA, who was without their big man, that African brother, Banya, and then mm-hmm. they were without, as we know, Jaden Clark, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. It was going to hurt them eventually. You know, we, we, we knew these injuries were going to come back to bite these guys eventually from Tennessee to uh, 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 yesterday with what we saw against um, – I just lost – UConn, uh, Arkansas? Yeah, UConn, Arkansas too. Yep. They got injuries on Arkansas' side. So mm-hmm. uh, 
you might be able to win a couple of games, but injuries, they'll bite you. And UCLA losing Clark and Zakai Ziegler with Tennessee and end up biting both of those teams, and that's why they're not advancing to the Elite Eight. Yeah, rough stuff there. But UConn, Gonzaga, FAU, and K-State advanced last night. Tonight, it'll start with that San Diego State-Bama game. We'll keep talking hoops as we roll through. Jeff Ketchum going to join us at 2.05. We'll get his thoughts on Texas basketball and kind of this Rodney Terry situation. Ketch was definitely one of the guys commenting a few weeks ago about the Rodney Terry situation, kind of how he thought it might roll out. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on it. What's he hearing about behind the scenes about where this is going. What does he think Rodney Terry has now done for himself by getting Texas to the Sweet 16? We'll talk to him about that. Plus, football always on the brain. We're 22 days away from the spring game. We'll hear some of the things that Ketch has been hearing about Texas football as we head into this big junior day this weekend. Big recruiting weekend coming for the Longhorns. Up next, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. and uh, We hope you're having a great Friday. Remember, quick note, baseball game's going to be on 1019 and 1260 tonight at 7 on that first pitch with Texas and Texas Tech. Basketball right here on 1049, also over on Coke FM. Texas and Xavier, about 9 o'clock on that tip. Scheduled for 845, but probably a little bit later than that. Pre-game is at 830 right here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, let's keep going on a Friday. My advice to you is if you are going to see Motley Crue later on in the year or whenever, you might want to bring like your your headphones and a streaming service with you so that you can play the song when they start. Otherwise, it's not going to sound like this. It's not going to sound like this at all. This is Dr. Feelgood from Motley Crue. Vince Neil no longer sounds like this. Not close. That's I wish too bad. He, I wish he did because when they were when they were in their prime, this was a hell of a live show. It's not quite the same now. Ha! Those other guys are trying to protect him so much. They're they're doing a good job. Yeah. They're trying. Uh, it is it is tough, and I think they're going back out with Def Leppard later in the year. I'll probably I'm not going to guarantee I'm not going to see Motley Crue again. Um, but I won't just see Motley Crue. It's going to have to be somebody else. I'll go see Def Leppard and get Motley Crue as a kicker. I will not go see Motley Crue alone. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. Poor the poor guy. That's just, a shame. I know. It's it's crazy. I yeah, and I. There's a lot going on with with him. But shout out to the crew in their prime and for them trying to still keep it going. That stadium tour was fun to see. Motley Crue, Shaka Khan today, Judas Priest, and Mountain. There's a good festival we're putting together on a Friday. A lot going on. Big weekend in the area like we've talked about with Coda hosting NASCAR, with ACC hosting the match play. If you're into soccer and you're an Austin FC freak, Got a home game there as well as their season is getting cranked up. So Q2 is going to be rocking uh, tomorrow evening, I believe, is when that game happens. So a lot of stuff going on around the area, but obviously we're focusing in on Texas basketball with Xavier tonight. That is about a 9 o'clock tip. Texas baseball moving over to 1260 and 101.9. Huge series for them. Texas has won 11 in a row now in this homestand. Zay, you told them to go 10-4. and four. So far they've gone 11-0. and 0. And now we're going to find out really what it means. Because Texas Tech's pretty damn good. 
They're going to play A&M and College Station on Tuesday, get into that conference schedule. We're going to really find out what Texas is. Yeah, and this is why David Pierce made the schedule this way. I mean, he knew his team would be young, and you need some confidence builders to right before you start conference play and they did that they took care of business you can't help who's in front of you winning the 11 straight games I think that's great for this ball club uh by the way I couldn't remember earlier I knew somebody had texted in another woman they preferred over Giselle it was Kate Upton Kate Upton Ooh, somebody, yes. somebody said Giselle cannot compete with the Kate Upton curve so uh that Kate is Upton, yeah, certainly Verlander a, know what's going on certainly a different yes Mr. Verlander Kate Upton gonna be in New York now Hanging out. She'll enjoy that. Watching Justin, yeah. All right. Uh, we got Jeff Ketchum coming up at 2.05. Talk some Longhorn stuff. Big junior weekend this weekend uh, for football. Closing in on the spring game. And, of course, Texas basketball. We'll get his thoughts on where the whole Rodney Terry thing is in his mind. Up next, or that's up next right now. Let's get you where we at, uh, where we're at in society and talk to Zay. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I've not seen anything come across my Twitter account. What are we doing here? Yeah, we got some audio, Chad. Oh, okay. Yep, death, taxes, and Isaiah Thomas hating on Michael Jordan once again. Oh, come on! He can't help himself. Wow. He can't help himself. And if y'all don't know already, my full name is Isaiah Jordan Collier. My parents are huge basketball junkies, and they named me probably after the most petty rivalry in NBA history. You go as far as saying that at this point. Like, he's still right talking th- about it. It's right there. And after you hear this, it just okay. gets worse. So, uh, earlier this week, we talked about Mario Chambers saying that nobody fears LeBron like they did Jordan. And we talked about why people would fear Jordan and not fear LeBron. I heard Gilbert Aranis, he made a good point last week or earlier this week and said, you know what? When nobody fears a guy that likes to pass. You fear somebody that's going to maybe drop 60 on you, Mm. like Kobe. We fear Kobe. You'll fear Durant. You fear Jordan. Those guys are all capable of dropping 60. But a guy, we know LeBron doesn't want to drop 60. He can, but he doesn't want to. So I got what Gilbert Arena is saying, but I'm pretty sure everybody fears LeBron too. It's just in different ways. Well, Isaiah Thomas, Zeke, was on a podcast recently, and he was asked that question, and he couldn't believe it. And he just went off. He didn't even answer the question. Oh, here we this go. is what he said. All right. Every time you hit him, he was crying. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Going, going to Davis Stern's office, going to the commissioner's office, having a, a meeting about getting hit, getting fouled. You got to change the rules. I'm like, wait a minute. I watch, I watch Dr. J get beat up. I watch Magic get beat up. I watch Max get beat up. I watch Bird get beat up. I'm, I didn't got beat up. Everybody get beat up. But wait a minute. Now we got to change the rules because he. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there we go. There it Still is. Still petty. Still, Still bitter. Still bitter after all these years. Like, it, it, it can't just be the Dream Team thing anymore. Like, this is no. deep. Yeah, because now he's getting into the whole Jordan rules, the way things change, the way because that speaks to that speaks to why their run stopped. That's where it gets very personal for Isaiah and those Pistons because they believe that that's why the run stopped, not because Michael and Scotty and the Bulls were better, but because the league 
altered things because the league didn't allow them to be the Pistons anymore. And if the league had allowed them to be the Pistons, the Bulls never would have gotten started. That's the mindset, I think, of some of those guys. You know what I mean? I'll tell Isaiah Thomas this. As much as I love him and take the name, uh-huh. he better be lucky Scottie Pippen had migraines in 1990 because <laughs> they were right there in game seven of that playoff series in 1990. And Scottie Pippen had his migraines. Chicago Bull fans still kill him for that. But they were right there then. Yeah. And then a year later, what you talking about, clean sweep. Zeke can't even look at old boy on the way out before ducking the clock, out ducking out before yep. the clock even expires, and I think it eats Zeke up that Jordan really doesn't acknowledge him. Like Zeke always talks about Mike in every interview, this and that, and and we, Michael does not do Michael the same. doesn't. Yeah. Michael will not acknowledge him, and I know that drives Zeke crazy. And Magic Johnson, he's the only one that could squash it, but. Magic ain't going to do that. Yeah, uh, at this point, he could have done it a long time ago, and Zeke just keeps getting worse. But, yeah. And you're right. He never answered that question. That, he never answered that, it. That did not speak to fearing Michael Jordan. Like, why would we fear that he changed the rules? You shouldn't fear this guy. Yeah. If you do fear him, it's because he changed the rules. Basically, he cheated in what Zeke is saying. Yeah, he just used it as an opportunity to kind of do a little bit of a rip and say Michael was griping to the league and got rules changed. But he never spoke to, and thankfully he didn't, because if he had said something silly like, oh, I can't understand why anybody would have been afraid of Michael Jordan. If he'd gone down that road, it would have sounded even dumber. Yeah. Because, come on, it's Michael Jordan. Are you serious? Just like people feared his team. People feared his team. People feared the Bird Celtics teams. That's why. You're, that's what happens with great teams. They feared everybody for different reasons, but of course they. Fe- of course they ended up fearing the Jordan Bulls. Yeah, it's just the masculine thing to say. I'm not scared of nobody. Right. So yeah. everybody, like when you in competitive sports, especially all these alpha males, all these big egos, when somebody says they fear someone. It gets yeah. taken differently. Like I remember Steven Jackson, they had Kobe on their show with Matt Barnes up in smoke. They had Kobe on their show mm-hmm. and they talked to Kobe and it was a great interview. Kobe passes and Steven Jackson says, Yeah, I never said this when he was alive, but he's the only player I ever feared. Hmm. Steven Jackson would have went to his grave. If Kobe would have been sure. alive, not saying he that. He couldn't admit it. He couldn't admit it while, admit Kobe it while but when Kobe That's, passed away, yeah. he was like Kobe's the only player I've ever feared. That's it. He would have admitted it after they both retired. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. They were retired. They were retired. Both of them were already out? They were already out when they interviewed them. Oh, and he still wouldn't say it. And he still wouldn't say it. Like, Kobe was in his face, and he wouldn't let Kobe know that because just the satisfaction Kobe would have had at that moment. No Lakers-Spurs series when Steven Jackson on the Spurs, early 2000s, those were battles. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. I would. I, I really do wish that uh, Isaiah Thomas had gone into the actual question there. But hey, you're right. It's just the diff- That pettiness is just different with those dudes. One of these days, Magic, you got to sit them down and let and talk. Let them talk it out and let us all well, hear it. That's what. I, that's what we've been yeah, dreaming of. And you're the king in my hometown, which. You remember we talked about oh, Zeke. Right. He the put Chicago I, yeah, thing. Put, my my brothers and my sisters put you on. They helped you become king. They made life comfortable for you and let you know where to go and where not to go. And this is how you treat me, uh-huh. MJ. Yeah. Okay. 
You're right. It's I'm just gonna a, remember that. It's just constant lack of respect <laughs> so that Thomas feels. And he might be right. He might actually be right about a lot of it because we have talked about when it comes to petty and when it comes to strangeness, Michael Jordan kind of runs the show for that. Yeah. That is what he does. We we get that over the years. All right, there's where we at in society. Two o'clock hour coming up. Check in with Jeff Ketchum from Orange Bloods, the Rodney Terry situation, Texas basketball and how they're playing, and football going into a big junior weekend and headed towards the spring game. It's all coming up on the Horn.